welcome to the Innovate and Create podcast. My name is Amanda Keeper. I'm here today with Andrea Schultz-Winter. Andrea is the Development Director at Greater Freeport Partnership and Anisha Grimmett from Alignment Rockford. I'm excited to be here with both of you today. You are representing Transform Rockford and you have partnered to create this podcast for entrepreneurs and innovators. Tell me how this idea started. Fill me in. Give me some of the history. So, Andrea, can you tell me a little bit about it? How did it start? Sure. Um, So I would say Anisha and myself are um, just two people representing a much larger group. Mm -hmm. Um, And we looked at a framing question talking about what would uh, our region look like if it was known, uh, world-renowned center for innovation, Mm -hmm. along with innovation Obviously, you need uh, creators, creatives, um, you need startups, entrepreneurs, um, and looking at what resources need to be out there within the community to support entrepreneurs. One of the, and, and one of the communication channels that I think we all use nowadays is podcasts, mm-hmm. and we're learning how incredibly easy it is to create a new podcast. So that's kind <laughs> of how this came about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anisha, fill me in, fill on any gaps that I well, might have left. I mean, I will say that when I we started that first meeting um, with Transform Rockford, right. I'm going to be honest, I didn't know why I was there. Sure, you know, I am I, I'm a, I'm a strong supporter of Transform Rockford, and I was just like, oh, sure, I'll I'll do it. And I love I love how innovative and creative they were with getting people at the table, not under really understanding the grasp of the what was going to come out of this project. But mm-hmm. I think. Um, for me, not knowing what I was stepping into, I am very, very like excited about what we created. And um, my background, yes, I work in nonprofit, but mm-hmm. um, background is in engineering. So innovation is like in my blood um, and being able to get out to young students and adults who are lifelong learners, who always want to learn how to do something new, try something different and mm-hmm. give them those tools and resources to do, do so through this podcast. I'm really excited about that. Okay, so I love that. So let me back up just a little bit. Tell us more about the vision and goal of Transform Rockford. So you both were uh, on a team representing your sucked your, into a team sucked into a team yep let's <laughs> I gently love, told hey. where's that laugh button <laughs> hey i like that level of honesty i love that level of honesty we at rock valley college we know all about being voluntold that's, so, right, that's, right, that's right that's right <laughs> okay so you both are on a committee uh with transform rockford yes so Tell us a little bit about the listeners, a little bit about why you joined Transform Rockford and what umbrella you are under specifically. So, I mean, why I joined the opportunity is because I really believe in Transform Rockford's vision of us being a top 25 community by 2025. Okay. Right. And with that, it's going to take some great innovation, Mm -hmm. um, some great and creative ideas and building up... um, our ecosystem to allow these things to happen, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we have to tap into our own local talent and show them the possibilities. And so that's what motivated me to always, or motivates me to always stay involved and engaged with Transform Rockford through our work um, and and myself personally. And um, once again, I just think that the goals of this team 
is to really get the the voice of that entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. such a hard word to say. It and, is. And spell, by the way. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and and spell um, to get that spirit um, within our community and engage in our community. I think is great because you can go anywhere. Well, you can't go anywhere. I will say that usually when you think of that word, mm-hmm. that name, that title, that industry, you think of, a lot of people think outside of Rockford, like that, mm. that can't happen here because mm-hmm. it's not big enough, right? It's not enough resources, maybe if not enough money. Maybe if I go to Silicon Valley, then I can you sure. know, do that. And so we want to be able to iterate that. That, you could, that can happen here, here in Rockford. Um, the resources are here. The leadership is here. People have done it over and over again, and this is how they've done it. And let's highlight it. And let's highlight it. Let's so, talk about it. So one of the, the goals of this podcast would be to highlight local innovators, local creators, to bring guests on to the show and just hear them talk about what the process is like, what some of the mm-hmm. obstacles are to the creative <laughs> process, maybe some of the failures, because let's face it, you know, nobody is a success overnight. We fail 10,000 times many times before we, we are successful. So do you have, Anisha, just to back up to your story, do you have a personal Rockford connection? So yes, I'm from Rockford. Okay. Um, born and raised Rockford, Illinois, went to Auburn High School, go Knights, forever. <laughs> um <laughs> And uh, so my, 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 my personal story just around this is and why I work at the place I work now, mm-hmm. Alignment Rockford, where we support the Rockford Public Schools and align uh, community resources that supports their public school strategies, focusing on college and career readiness okay. and early childhood development, preparing kids for kindergarten, because that's the foundation of success. Um, and, and so uh, my personal story is that, you know, like I said before, I became an engineer, but believe you me, I was not on the path in high school to become an engineer. What my thought, what I thought was an engineer was not me. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't look like me as a black female, um, young female. They uh, definitely were better at math than me um, and, and, and so on and so forth. They wore prop pocket protectors back then. You know, I grew up mm-hmm. during the nerds era. Nerds movie era, so that's what I thought of <laughs> of an engineer growing up, you know. And uh, so I got an opportunity as a scholarship with with Rockford Air Minority Management RAM. Um, they had a partnership with Sunstrand, a local engineering com- aerospace uh, company here in town. Um, and uh, I got a scholarship right out of high school to um, to uh, provide. They provided me an internship okay. at Sunstrand, and you know, I knew that I'd like to take things apart, put them together, figure out how to make things work, but I never thought of that as being engineering. Mm-hmm. I knew I liked to design things. I always come up with new and creative ways to do new things, mm-hmm. to make things easier, faster, more responsive. I never thought that was engineering. Sure. Um, and so when I got into those four walls of Sunstrand, I realized this is what engineering is about. It's about creating, inventing, doing something new, you got a big idea, let's figure out how to make it work. Mm-hmm. That's the crux at problem solving. I'd love to do that as well. And so once again, without getting that exposure, talking with people, seeing it for myself, I would have never known. And so this is something that provides that opportunity for adults, children, young children, high school kids to really get a better understanding of this world and this work so they can say, well, that's me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think, well, I know some of the questions that we want to ask people is like, you know, what, like your hobbies, what did your hobbies help to inform like mm-hmm. what you wanted to do and what you're doing now? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what, you know, kind of mindset, you know, do you feel that it takes in order to do this kind of work, you know, mm-hmm. and to be in this line of work? So I just want to be able to, or we want to be able to, through the, through these podcasts, um, be able to answer those questions, get those questions answered for, for, for kids so they can say, that's me. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a very personal why for this podcast. I do. And you would say, if I can summarize this, that you were transformed by your experience at Sunstrand. I was. And take that experience out of your life story, and your life story would be very different right now. Uh, Extremely different. I was with that company for over 20 years and didn't leave until I took this role at Alignment Rockford. Wow. Um, And the reason why I took the role at Alignment Rockford is because I saw what the Rockford Public Schools were trying to do, and this is what my life was. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were trying to connect the students to the world of work and get them exposed to as soon as possible because kids are, some kids are just living in this bubble and they don't know what's out there. And so this exposes that. And I think through a podcast, I mean, this is really innovative Yeah, through a podcast that I never thought I would ever be on a podcast. I actually listened to my first podcast while joining this team and now I can't stop listening to podcasts. Mm -hmm. Um, So Mm -hmm. I wasn't on the bandwagon. Um, and, and, you know, at, at, at first, but, you know, I think this is a great way to reach uh, a vast majority of a population here in our area and, and beyond. Well, I had my first goosebump moment. I know. I didn't know your story at all. I oh. mean, that, what a powerful connection. <laughs> yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I wish you went that, second. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was, that, that is exactly one of the reasons that, that we're doing this podcast is to inspire other like-minded individuals. Mm -hmm. You mentioned Mm -hmm. students as one group. Do you imagine, Andrea, and and then I'll get to your connection to innovation, but do you imagine other groups besides students also being interested in a podcast about innovation and creation? Oh, absolutely. I think um, we kind of, we've talked about this before, but lifelong learners. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that can, whatever stage of life you're in, whether it be you're still informal education or you're looking for a different career opportunity if there's a hobby that you've always had Mm -hmm. that you've always been doing on the side but you're trying to take the next step and maybe Mm -hmm. making that into a business I think you know and to Anisha's point anybody who looks at a problem and says wow how can we fix this Mm -hmm. is is there a better way of doing this and that could be a device a gadget that could be a a whole process Mm -hmm. you know and or a service Mm -hmm. and I think um I think that it's always interesting to, to look at the creatives and and to people who are who are are questioning yes, yes. you know just yes. why are we doing it this way we've always been doing it this way is there a way we could do it better mm-hmm. I think exactly. then that's kind of the spark of innovation so if you're an innovator and a creator you have to give up your love of stability and your love for all ways your love, your for, love for tradition your love for always knowing what's going to happen next <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I was, so I, a little bit about my background. I went to Kappa, Creative and Performing Arts, mm-hmm. when I was in sixth grade. I tried out. I was at Ellen Styles on the west end of Rockford. I grew up across from Farm and Fleet Street, mm-hmm. and, or Farm and Fleet, sorry, and Claremont Street. And I go to Creative and Performing Arts, innovators, creators, right? Yep. I didn't like change. I didn't like going to a new school. I didn't like having new friends. I didn't want new teachers. I went there for two days. I packed up all of my belongings out of my locker, went home, and told my parents I quit. (laughs) They told me, my dad sat me down, and he said, there's one thing in life you can count on, Amanda. 
it's change. Exactly. And if mm-hmm. you don't embrace change, you mm-hmm. are going to suffer a lot in mm-hmm. life. And I think that's going to be a theme of this podcast is how do people embrace change? There's so much of it going on, especially during the pandemic. We can talk about that today. Mm -hmm. And how do we become people that see the the challenge or the obstacle as the opportunity. Exactly. Oh, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Making right. lemonade out of the lemons. Right. right? So, right. so like you said, that mindset, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. let me go to Andrea next because we heard a beautiful story of innovation from Anisha. Where did your love <laughs> of innovation, where did your love of, of thinking more of a, a visionary type of person come from and how old were you? Oh, um, it was one time when I was playing Legos. No, I'm, I, <laughs> this um, one time in band camp. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I would, I would preface by saying that my, um, educational background is architecture and urban planning. Okay. And so I was kind of started in high school, very interested in how spaces were put together and, uh, then being in college, getting my undergrad um, at University of Illinois, go Illini. <laughs> I won't talk. We won't talk anymore about that. It's not been great um, recently. But um, uh, going and studying buildings and looking at how, how they're put together and the components and then um, doing some traveling, understanding mm-hmm. that I felt compelled and interested in how we design cities mm-hmm. and how we move mm-hmm. through cities and how different public spaces can make people feel. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes there's policy, which is rife with um, some inequity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, it's multi-layered. There's just so many layers there to peel back. Um, and kind of getting into more policy and then in my professional life, having done some urban design work, but then kind of transitioning in my, my role here at the partnership is much more around economic development okay, and w- workforce development and, and looking at, I'm always fascinated with the sense of place and um, being in Freeport. The reason that my husband and my family are um, here in Northwest Illinois is because I Met somebody at U of I um, and then fell in love. We got married, um, we lived in the Pacific Northwest. But originally, we, or ultimately, we came back here because his family owns a construction company. He was also an architecture student. So mm. um, just uh, kind of drawn back home to mm. our sense of place. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and having been from Illinois as well, it was nice to be back in the Midwest. Um, and in Freeport, much like Rockford, um, you have this great historic downtown mm-hmm. and um, understanding that those oppor- it's an opportunity, but there's, it's filled with challenges yeah. of yes. um, how to redevelop. And so looking at the economic component of that, how do we make that happen? And we get into the nitty gritties of, I'm not going to, but of, you know, TIF reagreement or, you know, TIFs and, right. and tax um, incentives and and diff- those components. So um, those are all very technical, mm-hmm. but ultimately they're tools to change a sense of, to create a sense of place, place and to to change the environment. And that ultimately is what I'm passionate about. And oftentimes is what you see in downtowns is small businesses. Mm-hmm. So that's another beautiful story. And each of you have these really creative stories that I know you had to have really innovative projects at Sunstrand, which is now Collins Aerospace, right? So at Sunstrand, can you give us an example? And then I'm going to go back to you and ask you for an example of a project you worked on 
that you're most proud of that highlights how you had to be super creative and innovative? Well, I will say one of my first roles, and again, I was a, I was an intern, mm-hmm. and an engineer actually said to me that everything that you need to know for engineering you learned in kindergarten. Ooh. And I was like, mm, okay, do tell. well, <laughs> what's that? Right. This is before you can like you know you could do all of this stuff via the computer, but you know you used to print out all of these job instruction sheets in order to put put parts together mm-hmm. and things mm-hmm. like that. Well, you know, back then we just, you know, everything was paper mm-hmm. and a lot of things were handwritten as well or typed on a typewriter. Um, I am not that old, but I am old, guys. Um, <laughs> Did you have a pager? <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell. Um, so, it, 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 you know, you had to literally, when you wanted to make changes because you realized mm-hmm. that process was not working, you had to type up another process. And instead of just creating a whole, like, 50-page document that you have to, like, re-edit, you just, like, would cut out the new piece and just really asphyxiate it, glue it, or tape it on the new, and then just kind of, like, scan it in as a whole new document. And he's like, what I tell you, like everything you'll need to, to know and to learn. You like you know, you know in kindergarten, like how to how to work with others, how yeah. to cooperate, how to you know, um, you know just talk to one another, cut and paste, mm-hmm. clear problem solve, you know, problem solve mm-hmm. and figure things out um, mm-hmm. uh, along the way. And so um, I will say when I'm, and you know, I, I hate saying like proudest moments because I'm not a very prideful person. But one moment that I really look back on is we had an opportunity because I, I met my husband at work as well. Um, and we have two beautiful boys who are now teenagers. And um, I was one that was going to leave Rockford. And I will say just once again, part of my story is that I never left because I found that opportunity at Sunstrand and found out who I was and who I could be. But the one of the most great things that that opportunity provided us to travel and so my husband got a position in in China um, to help to start a joint venture there. And we took everything in the house, including the cat and the dog. Um, we all, you know, two kids, cat, dog, all furniture, we all got up and we moved to China for three years. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I came back, uh, I still had the opportunity to uh, come back and work for Collins Aerospace because I took a little bit, little bit of a... I call it a mid-year retirement, which was great <laughs> as a mom. Um, but came, came back and um, just really saw the new talent that was coming in and some of the things that they were lacking that they should have learned in kindergarten. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was able to work with our human resources department, um, and we developed a, a talent development program specifically for uh, for new hires who we felt were on the leadership track. And it was called Fast Tracking UTAS Emerging Leaders. And so built that across um, our, you know, it was, it was across uh, pollination of human resources, engineering leaders um, across the company, which uh, we know Collins Aerospace is global. Yes. And so that was a great experience uh, for me and one of my proudest moments because engineering led me to human resources. Yes. Um, and, you know, once again, and we need to learn that lifelong learners, yeah. lifelong you know opportunities. We always consistently want to grow, know, do better, learn more, invent, create. And no matter what space we are, Andrea, when you were talking, I mean, my brain started ticking when you were talking about like taxes and like 
tiffs and things like that and think of the great like in a like how we can get innovative and mm. just that sector and the new things that we could do or create or what it looks like or how people understand it i just my mind started ticking of like how do we break that down to you know that even a child can understand what that means mm-hmm. you know and so um i just think of like so that's how my brain is consistently oh. working but i think that that was just a bright moment of me of switching over from engineering to human resources, still focusing on the people and developing the people and creating different mindsets. Okay, Can I just, I, sorry, no, I just want to jump in. I thought it was amazing to tell your story of um, Sunstrand and you're talking about kind of instruction manual and how you were cutting and pasting and like adapting that and revising. But when you're at Collins, you're basically you're building out another instruction manual, but instead your product is professional development within people like the human capital exactly 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 using some of the same concepts and tools and processes but just using it towards a different opportunity a different sector and things like that and so I think of that a lot as innovating I mean we use more than likely some of the same processes and mindsets Mm -hmm. right just different tools or words to do that you know and Mm -hmm. you know kids need to understand that, right? right? You can take some of the same concepts and you can apply this towards different aspects of your life, um, personal life and professional life. Along and I think that's what I was going to highlight from the story that you just had because- <laughs> I just got a lot of stories. Because <laughs> full, you, I'm full of stories. Oh, and, and then you're going to love podcasting. <laughs> you're going to be a natural podcaster. So you have this way of always bringing it back to the kids. And so- I see your vision as being somebody who wants young children to have that experience to be woke up sooner than you are woke up. Exactly. To the possibilities. Exactly. That's awesome. Yes. I love that. Exactly. You may have also noticed that my eyes woke up. I think I know why you look so familiar. Where do you know me from, Amanda? Are you married to Ira? Yes, I am. So cool. So I... Now trace, cool. it back, trace it back to Kevin Bacon. That's right. <laughs> and then we're good. We're doing something, right? We're doing something that we can trace it back to Kevin. So when I was, speaking of innovators and creators, mm-hmm. so when I started working at Rock Valley College, I graduated with my master's in communication at like 23 years old. So I came back and was hired on full-time at 24. They innovated a position for me at Rock Valley College to be a public speaking teacher for the credit side, but also I got to go to Hamilton Sunstrand uh, and teach public speaking classes. Yes. And now you know. Yes. yes. So yes. I was your husband's teacher, teacher at Hamilton Sunstrand, and he was my favorite student. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> he still utilizes those tools today, and he talks about it, you know, and like what helped to propel him mm-hmm. um, to it just grow him up in his career mm-hmm. was be able to, being able to, to do public speaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was so he, – his eyes were wide open. He was such a hungry student. Mm-hmm. He was – he was, he applied every single thing that I gave him. That's probably why he was my favorite student. You <laughs> he know, did his homework. You, he did his homework. You know how it is. You have 25 students and like one or two stand out right. because he cared. He yeah. cared so much. Yeah. And you have to understand why my eyes are lighting up so much. I was 25, 26. I'm 44 now. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen him since then. <laughs> But I remembered the last name. Wait till I get home. I'm like, guess who I was talking to? (laughs) She was your teacher. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. So your love of innovation, your personal mission is that those aha moments come much, much earlier. Much sooner. I mean, wouldn't it be great for 
like even a fifth grader to be like, that's what I want to do yeah. and actually stick to it. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, and, and sit, that's how my mind works. Mm-hmm. That's how I like learning. That's, mm-hmm. those are things that I enjoy doing and I can develop a career in that, you know, or middle school, middle school. I mean, mm-hmm. please before their senior year in high school, yes. let them have the ability to have a better understanding of what they like to do yeah. and when that I, there's opportunities out there for them to su- succeed in that. And I think that I missed, it wasn't until college and beyond of self-reflection and understanding Mm -hmm. gosh that's how I think or that's what I'm really drawn to or you know I look like and I kind of try to solve problems this way you know because you don't I mean I didn't know or I wasn't even asked that question I guess well you know to to me back in school during those days you just you study for the test right right? That's, no, you're exactly right. There was no really reflection, yeah. maybe in English class and, you know, things like that where it was a little bit more back and forth of reflecting on a book. But then even I used to get my hand slapped sometimes because, you know, to some teachers, there's only one interpretation oh, of, what, yes. of what you're reading versus alternate interpretations. Right. And so once again, you know, you're not really allowed to think for yourself or outside mm-hmm. of what they are, were instructing you to do at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and But that's how they were taught to teach, right? Mm-hmm. So that's no fault of their own. That's how some of them were taught to teach um, along the way. But, you know, just want to change that. Yes, I, I love that. that. That's mm-hmm. a wonderful mi- mission. So let me bounce it back to you, Andrea. Anisha would love to wake up children, right? She would love <laughs> she would love to wake them up to the possibilities of innovation and creation and create that sort of mindset and that way of processing information and looking at the world and shaping that lens through which we see the world. Who are the group of people you would love to see that kind of process opening up more? I think the um, probably and it's because I, the, the people I touch on a more day to day basis are the existing um, small business or the startup Mm -hmm. or the person who's thinking, I really have this passion about X Mm -hmm. or I really like to collect this. You know, how could I transition that and pivot that into a business? Mm. Um, Those are the people that I think um, I probably touch and interface with on on a more frequent basis. And then you know, as we know in in this COVID world, um, hopefully eventually sooner rather than later post-COVID, right? Um, People shop and uh, people are drawn to downtowns uh, for different reasons than they maybe were um, even before COVID, but Mm -hmm. definitely 20, 30, 40 years ago. Um, And so the experience and creating spaces um, that people want to be in Mm -hmm. um, and, and the small business is all part of that from how they set up their store, how they interface with their customer, what their window display looks like. Those are all very like nitty gritty details, but it all goes to a sense of place. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and I think then also um, they need to be comfortable having an online presence and, and mm-hmm. being comfortable with technology, mm-hmm. be it podcasts and you're talking about advertising mm-hmm. your mm-hmm. business or your service, you know, all of these things. And gosh, when we were talking about topics for what we could talk about mm-hmm. in this podcast, it's huge. Yes. yes. It's huge. endless. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It is endless. Yes. I think about when you're talking about those, um, you know, someone having a passion and then finally saying like, you know, how can I build this into a business? Mm-hmm. You know, I've been talking with a lot of people lately who are retiring mm-hmm. and, you know, 
and I, I put my mom in this category too. She's part of that generation that they just won't stop working. <laughs> and um, I, I, I tease her about it all the time because they're always looking for the what's next. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to get involved in more in volunteering or I'm going to actually get another job yeah. or start my own business, you know? Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, consistently, you know, thinking about the what's next. Um, but once again, do they have all the tools and the resources to, right. to, to right. figure that out? And I think this could be part of that podcast too. Oh, so. I got it. So I love it. So anywhere from a four-year-old to the person yeah. that's retiring mm-hmm. and then they're in their golden years and they're thinking, and, and let's face it, those are the people that live the longest and that's what we want. So that's right. Right. That's we right. want people to be, to want to get out of bed in the morning and have a why. That's right. When you lose your why, you lose your your drive. Yes. Right? right. Yes. So let me go back to you, Andrea, because I find what you're talking about in terms of spaces absolutely fascinating. I'm already imagining what your house might look like. I and know. I bet it's so awesome. Me, so me too. And I'm like, she, she should come over to my house and like create a, me too. a oh. sense of a sense of place. Yeah. Oh my gosh. In my you son's both room. Because I feel like you'd office. be so disappointed. <laughs> I want a sense of place. I know. So, but let me go back because I would love for you to be a student in my architecture class. Give me an example of something that you had as an assignment, either in high school or college, and you had to create that space. Oh, I will remember. So I would tell you that um, in gearing up to go, I kind of mid high school thought I wanted to go into architecture. And I definitely took a very technical background. Mm -hmm. Like I took the calculus, I took the physics, I did all these things, Mm -hmm. did not take a lot of photography, sketching, drawing, Mm -hmm. art. Mm -hmm. So big mistake. (laughs) (laughs) There was a learning curve for me. Not so much worried about the physics. But anyway, um, really started to develop your your eye and your sense of proportion, why I can look at a design or I see something and I was like, something's off, you know, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel right. But then having the vote, understanding why it doesn't feel and then having the vocabulary to talk about why, what, what would you fix? Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of that is studying the existing built environment, you know, mm-hmm. um, and depending on what our, I mean, all the architecture schools, there's things you're always going to study. It's just kind of uniform. But I remember our first studio project. So, and I would say the design profession is um, very iterative. So it's almost like a spiral. Okay. So you kind of feel like you're starting over all the time, mm. which can be very a little frustrating. a little discouraging <laughs> if that's not how you normally t- thought. You know, you're like straight arrow. I've started the project. I'm going to finish the project, but. Um, so I would say, so our first project was we were designing a wall, right? And it was a very, like, so what does that mean? Like, like a house, like a wall for a house, wall for a skyscraper, wall f- didn't, didn't have a definitive answer to that. A wall could be, a wall is something that divides something into two different spaces. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it, mm-hmm. is it solid? Is it transparent? Is it opaque? Can you climb on it? Can you inhabit it? Can you? Yeah, right. So okay, blew your, my uh, mind. your mind works way different than mine. So different. <laughs> I was, was like, that was, I was impressive. Like, I love your definition of a wall, like something <laughs> that divides two spaces. Separate well, two spaces. I would also like, say that that like, project probably had me crying, crying in the bathroom right, a couple like, of times. <laughs> That's a great definition. But see, that's an awesome <laughs> example about of something that if someone were listening to this podcast and they wanted to know what what will it be like in school? Yeah, wow, there you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you're. Hmm. I mean, and I would say that if you're thinking of going into a design profession, um, it doesn't have to be architecture. Um, 
but just y- you're 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 going at problems in a different way. Mm-hmm. And I think that there was a learning curve for me that was pretty steep in college because I didn't approach problems like that before, having never really dealt with the arts. Mm-hmm. And I, I can see it in my kids mm-hmm. and I can see, you know, question it, draw yeah. it out. Like, yeah. I mean, just think about it completely, completely differently. Don't look for the answer in the back of the book, you know, right, like, <laughs> right, right, you know, right. um, and there's there's just different ways to approach it. Um, I am going to learn so much from you too. I'm super excited. I'm going to learn a lot. From yeah, this is just like this is. I won't look at a wall the same. Anymore. I know. I literally. I'm going home. Oh, I'm going to say this I, to my kids. Do you realize right. what this wall represents? Oh, I even wish I had a picture of that project. It was so bad. <laughs> But sometimes don't you learn the most from the horrible projects? Oh, that, yeah. Like, yeah. And right. I mean, it was just, it was that kind of awakening mm-hmm. of like, oh, mm-hmm. I never thought about it that way. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, But I like how the fact that you, you kept at it, though, right? It was like, oh, it's a steep learning curve for me. Mm-hmm. But I, I can grasp, I, yeah. I can grasp and I can continue to move forward um, and, and, and through it as well. Because you could have just said, well, this is not for me. I'm too, I'm more technical. I'm not creative. You know, in this work, in this space. But, you know, I love the fact that, you know, you opened that side of you um, to, you know, to embrace that as a challenge to move forward. And you and you were successful in it. I I think once again, starting something new, different, unknown. It's about you opening yourself to the possibilities, the what ifs. Yes. I was going to use that word possibilities Mm -hmm. when you were talking earlier. I think that this podcast is really about possibilities Mm -hmm. in many ways. So let's, I've loved what we've done so far. Let's kind of recap for the listeners. This podcast will be for students who are wanting to break into an entrepreneurial type lifestyle Mm -hmm. track for their future. It's also for other entrepreneurs to listen to the guests that come on each time. Mm -hmm. Um, People that they also respect in the Mm -hmm. industry will be featured on these podcasts. You also have, through Alignment Rockford, uh, in our discussions, you've created a list of questions that people in your program want to Mm -hmm. hear more about. So this is a podcast that is going to be for students, but also um, designed in some ways by the students that you're working with. Exactly. um, At Alignment Rockford. Rockford. So tell us a little bit more about that, those students. Yeah. So, I mean... Students, we don't tap in the kids. We don't tap into them enough. Mm-hmm. Um, we, as adults, think we know everything that's best for them. Mm-hmm. Granted, we do have mm-hmm. some perspective. You know, mm-hmm. lived a little bit longer, have you know a little bit wiser in some instances. Um, but you know, I, I think where we really want we want to gain the students' insight and them to participate is when we allow them to participate. Yes, and we build something with them, mm-hmm. not for them, but with them. And they have that we we're giving them the power to them, yes. right, to create and to innovate, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Um, and and come along on this journey with us. So reaching back to them and asking them, what would you like to know? Yeah. Uh, what you know? What questions would you ask? I mean, mm-hmm. I think it makes them. Well, I, I I know you know you see their light their eyes light up and say, oh, you want to know my opinion? Mm-hmm. This is great. Like and you know, and I think when they some of those students hear this, mm-hmm. and they may hear some of the questions, they'll be like, oh, I, I I I 
I submitted that question. Um, that was my idea, you <laughs> yeah. know, and, and it's, 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 it's a, a, a sense mm-hmm. of pride yes. um, in their work to see how they help to shape something that will be broadcast across our community and across the globe. So um, they can add that to their resume um, yeah. as well going forward. But I, I just think once again, it's just, I'm all about not designing things for people, but with people. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, for me, I serve, we, I serve the children. Mm-hmm. And so I can't create something like this without their voice at the table, because I'm not a child. Yes. Um, I'm not a teenager. Um, and so, uh, maybe sometimes I may act immature in some areas, but I am definitely not a teenager. Um, but I just, you know, I, they have great insight and if they're involved, they're like our biggest, like marketing, like mm-hmm. group, group mm-hmm. that we can possibly have mm-hmm. amongst this. They'll, they're going to, they're going to talk to about their friends, to their friends, their peers, their parents, to whomever, mm-hmm if they enjoy it, if they're a part of it. And so I just don't think we as adults tap into them enough. So this provides that. I couldn't agree more. This podcast is about a way of being, a way of processing information, Mm -hmm. a way of learning, a way of um, inviting people to the conversation. It reminds me, my son went to uh, Spectrum Progressive School until fourth grade. And I'll never forget, they brought in a life-size map of Africa when he was in fourth grade. It was a traveling map. And instead of reading about Africa in a textbook, they were walking along the rivers, walking around the rivers of Africa. They were making the the clothes and the textiles found in Africa. They were invited to make food from Mm -hmm. Africa. They were invited to... Um, ask questions about the geography and just look and be curious and not be told what to learn. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I like when you said, you know, ask them, what are they curious about? Mm -hmm. Instead of me guiding the curriculum all the time, how about we collaborate? I'm the content expert, but if I find out that you love, love Legos, right? Mm -hmm then maybe I can take this assignment and I can use the assignment to teach you the concept I need you to know a little bit more about, but in the But the context of the, using of the Legos. Of using right. the Legos. Exactly. So it's sort of you meet them where they're at mm. instead of expecting all people at all times to meet you where you want them to be. Exactly. And we know that doesn't work for everybody. No, <laughs> right? there's not just one way right. <laughs> to right. do something, right? Yes, exactly. Uh, so. Well, this is super exciting. So I would like to ask you both this question as we kind of wrap up today. To each of you, I'll start with Andrea. What would be a successful podcast to you? If this happens, I will know that this has been of value to the community. Um, I think if we have other entrepreneurs kind of sign on, not just um, be willing to be a speaker, but share it. Yes. Share it within their own networks mm-hmm. that they've created. Um, and I think from all levels of, our, you know, we, we've talked about a, kind of a wide audience range. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously some episodes will will kind of target maybe one more than the other, depending on the subject matter. Mm-hmm. But I think if we get um, people who are looking to serve being our biggest cheerleaders and saying, hey, did you listen to this? Or, you know, sharing it within their own circles. That would that would be a mark of success for that me. Yeah, that, that's a great example. If other people are inspired by the podcast enough to share it with people they care right. about, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. How about for you, Anisha? Um, after the first episode is aired, that 
Transform Rockford's website or phone is ringing off the hook because mm-hmm. they want to sign up to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, if we get like this full list of people who are like, that was a great podcast, I would love to share my stories, mm-hmm. my resources, my failures, my my highs and my lows um, through this process and get that out there. I would love to, you know, be able to connect with so-and-so to collaborate on a, on something together because we worked on this project together. Like that would just mm-hmm. be when it's coming in a, in organically from the community yeah. mm-hmm. of saying that they want to be involved. I think that's great success as well. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, I really want to give a shout out and say thank you to Ron Geary, who also served with both of you on the Transform Rockford Committee. Um, He offered Rock Valley College's podcast room. That's why we're here today. He offered me up. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You're doing a great job. We're so happy you're here. I know. My gosh. Talk about easing the nerves. So thank you, Ron Geary, for offering That's right. Up. Thank you, Ron. Uh, but I will tell you, I, I hope you could see this about me. I This is what makes me want to get out of bed in the morning is learning and being inspired by other people that can teach other people more about how to see the world and, and adjust that set of binoculars through which we're seeing things so that we can expand our horizon and see more possibilities mm-hmm. and be um, giving give people the the resources to live more full lives, doing things that they enjoy. Yes. I mean, I just read a statistic that we will work 75% of our lives. Maybe it's not at the actual physical place, but we take our home, our work home. We're thinking sure. about right. our yep. work. We're yes. planning for our work. We're yep. driving to our work. Mm-hmm. We, our work is a huge part of our lives. And wouldn't it be a beautiful thing if that this podcast could inspire people to do work that they love? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Work that they love. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's how you can transform a community and a culture. I right? agree. I agree. How about instead of I have to go to work, I oh, get, get to, to go to, to work. work. Yes. I get to go, go to work, work today. <laughs> that would be cool. I would love that. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Good to go to work. Well, thank you both for being here today. Thank you for launching this podcast. I can't wait to see what thank comes of this. Thank you for hosting us. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, Nate Talon. Nate Talon yes. is in the yes. room. He is our podcast extraordinaire um, through Rock Valley College's uh, Media Maker Lab. And we just thank you for all that you do. And until next time, um, innovate and create. And, and then exactly. come tell us about it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank You're you. You're welcome.